This is episode number 1055 with New York Times bestselling author, Joe Dispenza. The fundamental question is, and I ask myself this all the time, at what point do I stop believing that I create my life? Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Aristotle said, the energy of the mind is the essence of life. And author Ray T. Bennett said, don't be punished around the fears in your mind. Be led by the dreams in your heart. My guest today is Dr. Joe Dispenza, and Dr. Joe's interest lies in demystifying the mystical so that people can have all the tools within their reach to make measurable changes in their life. This is actually the second part of a powerful conversation. So if you haven't checked out part one, you can do so by going to lewishouse.com slash 1054 after this. Because in that first episode, we talked about transforming your mind for lasting love and developing magnetic relationships. And I'm telling you, if you want to know about relationships, whether intimate relationships, personal relationships, friendships, but truly we talk about love and intimate relationships the most. This is the episode for you. If you're in a relationship, you've got to listen to this. If you want to be in a powerful relationship, you need to listen to this ASAP. But in this episode, it is a game changer. We talk about the formula to breaking out of the constant cycle of thinking and feeling the same things over and over that hold you back. The things that you should tell yourself each morning to start your day off in a powerful way. How to begin letting go of the identity that is holding you back. What happens in our brain and our body when we learn to truly love ourselves. This is unreal information here, guys. Why overcoming emotions is the most important thing you can do. A lot of people may disagree with this, but Dr. Joe breaks it down. The difference between creating from the quantum field and creating from matter. I'm telling you, I get so excited about this because it's a game changer. What happens if we don't remind ourselves of the future when we want to create it for ourselves? Guys, I'm telling you, part one and part two is going to transform your life in a powerful way. If you are enjoying this at all, make sure you share this with someone who needs to hear it. The link is lewishouse.com slash 1055. And a quick reminder, subscribe to the School of Greatness as well as leave us a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts because we are on a mission to impact as many people as possible and ratings and subscriptions really help us reach more people. So if you're a fan, if this is helping you, click that subscribe button right now on Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and review and it'll really help us on our mission to helping more people. And if you are an entrepreneur, a small business owner, or someone who's generating over six figures a year, then make sure to go to lewishouse.com coaching if you wanna be part of a year-long greatness coaching experience where we help you map out your entire year, get clear on your goals, and hold you accountable to the highest level of your potential to reach your greatest potential, then make sure to go to lewishouse.com coaching right now and see if you are a good fit to be a part of this year-long coaching program with myself, my team of coaches, and our experiences throughout the year to hold you accountable at the highest level to help you generate maximum results. Again, if you are a six-figure earner or above, 
Go to lewishouse.com slash coaching to see if you're the right fit for this coaching program. Okay, in just a moment, the one and only Dr. Joe Dispenza. Do emotions create thoughts or do thoughts create emotions? Both. So think about this. Some people wake up in the morning. Uh-huh. Your brain is a record of the past. Yeah. The first thing they do is they think about their problems. Those <laughs> yeah. problems are memories that are etched in the brain that are connected to certain people, certain objects, certain things at a certain time and place. The moment they wake up in the morning and they think about their problems, they're thinking in the past. Mm. If you believe that your thoughts have something to do with your destiny, well, you're already in your past. Every one of those problems, since we've experienced it, has an emotion associated with it. So then all of a sudden, they start feeling unhappy. The moment they feel unhappy, now the body's in the past because thoughts are the language of the brain and feelings are the language of the body. Huh. So now that once they go, oh. Say it one more time. Thoughts are the language of the brain. Feelings are the language of the body. Mm. So the moment they start feeling those feelings, now their body's in the past. So now they, they get back and they, they started off with a clean slate. They didn't feel anything. And then they're like, I'm back to feeling unhappy. Okay, I'm back to myself again. Ah. So because they'd rather feel unhappy than feel, not feel anything. So naturally, the void of that emotion is influencing, the body's influencing the mind, the brain to think, so it produces the chemicals for it to feel. Uh huh. Some people just wake up in the morning and they don't feel anything, and then all of a sudden they just look for that feeling. They just, some people need a thought to do it, some people can just bring up the feeling, right? Wow. So then they cling to that emotion because at least it's the known. Mm-hmm. So some people, have emotions that influence thoughts. Some people are more analytical. They have thoughts that influence feelings, but it's a loop, right? It's, it's that cycle of thinking and feeling. What's the formula to get out of that quickly? <laughs> Keep mentioning the formula, like there's a formula. If, if that's yeah. happening, and I know we've had thousands of people that go through your books and your med- uh, audio meditations. I think you have some new ones coming out here soon, and they've been to your workshops, which I think Go to the workshop because it's going to be a game changer. I can't wait till I can go. But I keep inviting you. Guess I what? Know, you can't happen. come anymore. You're not allowed to come. <laughs> I'm okay. coming. No, you can't come now. So maybe this will get him to come. Exactly. Now I'm there. Uh, what is a formula, like a one to two minute formula when someone notices, oh, I'm feeling something and then my thoughts are uh, supporting that feeling and I'm just staying in this loop? What's the one or two minute formula that they could just implement in the morning, at night, whenever? Yeah. To help them. Well, I'm going to give you two examples, okay? Because there's not just one way to do this. Of course. Um, yeah. um, so if you're, if you're truly in the business of change or creating your life, that's a big responsibility, yeah. right? I mean, like we, we, we ran our event. I said to the audience, okay, nobody, nobody forced you to come here, right? You came here on your own. You took the risk in coming here. By coming here, you also agree that you create your reality, Mm. that you're responsible for yourself and your life. So if something happens to you, you can't blame anybody because of that. It's your responsibility to take care of you, right? So then the fundamental question is, and I ask myself this all the time, at what point do I stop believing that I create my life? At what point? When things go bad, then all of a sudden it's, I didn't create that. That person is doing it to me, right? So if we can 
if we can wire that in our brains, right, that our reaction and response to an environmental condition is causing us to go back to the past. Mm -hmm. That's what the emotion is. The familiar emotion is the past. And I'm on the journey and I catch myself doing that. If I'm truly in the practice every day and I can cultivate a feeling, not, not, not on the spot then, that you, you, you're not prepared. Your meditation is the preparation of mind and body for this. So I don't get up from my meditation until I'm in love with life. I don't, mm. I don't create anything that's gonna be unlimited until I feel unlimited. And I'm in that space. And if I'm practicing feeling unlimited every day, I'll practice connecting to the emotions of my future. I'm, I'm out of the bleachers and I'm on the field. Mm. If you're in the bleachers and you're trying to not react to people in, in circumstances, you don't have the practice or the skill set on how to create that emotion because you haven't been practicing creating it. And why do we close our eyes and do it? Because the environment is so seductive. Why do we sit still and not move? Because you're going to want to get up and pee and eat and have a cup of coffee and <laughs> feel. So, so now you're telling your body, hey, stay. I'm going to feed you. Yeah, you're going to take a shower. You're going to get coffee. You can play with your cell phone. Right. You can text. You can talk trash. You can do anything you want. But right now, you're not the mind. Mm. I'm the mind. And you're going to sit and stay till I'm done. And when I condition you to the emotions of the future, and I get a very clear image of who I'm oh. going to be this day, and I'm not going to get up until I feel that way, I guarantee you, you're going to come up against all those unconscious thoughts. They're going to come up right there. I, I want people to, I want them to see it. I want them to become so familiar with it. So conscious, if they wouldn't go unconscious, they wouldn't let that thought I can't ever slip by their mm. awareness unchecked. They've done the work in the beginning of the day. They suppress those circuits in the brain and nerve cells that no longer fire together, no longer wire together. You're, you're breaking down the old personality. Ooh. And so you say, ah, oh, your body wants to get up. I got to pee. I want to have a couple, I'm going to check. My, and you, you watch your body want to get up and you go, hey, 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 get over here. <laughs> you, you get back into this present moment. And wow. you, every time you do that, it's a victory. You're executing a will that's greater than an unconscious program. And most people lose their free will to a program because they do the same thing today as they did yesterday. Their body's on autopilot and it's dragging them into the same future habitually based on what they did in the past. So now you're sitting there and it's just a little uncomfortable and you want to quit and your body, and you go, no. And you get over here and you bring it back. Now, some people say, I can't meditate, but really they're actually doing it right. That's a victory too. Yeah. And then you do that and you start watching how you're training your body back into the present moment. Then it's your body says, well, you know, Lewis, it's, uh, <laughs> this, it's 8, 8.30 in the morning. This is usually when you watch the news and throw a tirade and get angry. Right. And I'm just, And you're what, sitting here with your eyes closed and you're off schedule. So why don't we just get agitated about anything? So the body starts trying to create images in your mind. So you remember your ex, you remember your problems. So you could feel that agitation. What if you watched your body do that and you said, no, 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 no. I'm not going to give my power away to the past or that person or that circumstance in my life. You get that body back in the present moment. You lower the volume to that emotion. Whew, that's a victory. You're telling the body it's no longer the mind. that You're the mind. Now, that kind of work is tedious in the beginning, but I watch people because when I have them do that, it starts stretching their boundaries. Mm -hmm. The known self, that little box, starts to move into the unknown and they survive. 
and all of a sudden they're more relaxed in the present moment, the unknown, and they start feeling more satisfied. So now they're more ready to create. So the preparation for the day mm. is to remind yourself of who you no longer want to be, ah. to know thyself, to become so familiar with, the word meditation means to become familiar with, so conscious of your unconscious programs, you're not going to go unconscious. Why? Because you did, you did battle today with that personality that's creating the same personal reality. And if your personality is made up of how you think, how you act, and how mm. you feel, and you want to create a new personal reality, then you've got to change your personality. And that's going to mean then you're going to become so conscious of those unconscious programs that you're no longer the program. You're the consciousness observing the program. Disentangling from that is not easy. That's why most people won't do it. That's why they get on their cell phone and say, let me just create a little dopamine by just seeing if I got a text from somebody I like. You're, mm. Then your phone's over there and you're no longer regulating with something outside of you. This is, this is game time. So then if you said, what thoughts do I want to fire and wire in my brain? Hmm? With my attention and my intention, I'm going to make that the loudest voice in my head. Mm. And if you keep firing and wiring, that hardware is going to become a software program and it's going to be a new voice. Right. It's going to, you installed it. No, no magic there. And if you said, <laughs> hey, listen, I sucked yesterday with my staff meeting. I was off. I want another shot at it. How would greatness show up? Mm. School of greatness. Yeah. How would greatness show up for the staff meeting? I got another shot. I got 10 fingers, 10 toes. I'm alive. My heart's beating. I didn't fail. I got another shot today. All right. What, what do I know about myself that I can do? The act of closing your eyes and rehearsing who you're going to be Gosh, so is installing more hardware. The brain's going to look like you already did it. Now it's no longer in the past. It's primed for the future. Keep doing it and it's going to become a software program and you're going to start looking pretty great. People are going to go like, wow. Feeling great. You're going to, you're going to demonstrate greatness. Yeah. Well, but there's no magic there. Because you're going to think, what is greatness? Okay, I like what this person said. I like what that person said. I like what I read here. I love my experience of when I've demonstrated. And the frontal lobe is going to create a beautiful, beautiful understanding of what, how to evolve your experience. And when you, just no different than learning how to dance, learning a sport, learning a lines if you're an actor or an actress. A, a musician, you, you rehearse all the time. And the rehearsal is actually priming the brain for the experience. So now mm. your brain is ready for the day. It's different than just going, oh, I'm not gonna react to my boss. Well, well you haven't done the work to come up with how to, how to overcome that. And then what did you install so you have circuit, you have raw materials to, to use. Now here's yeah. the hardest part. Can you teach your body emotionally what it would feel like if you, if you arrived at your future? And, and can you say, I'm not going to get up until I feel that way? Now, this is, mm. this is good work here. Because you'll have to come up with that emotion and get beyond the shame, the guilt, the unworthiness, the pain, the suffering. And this is battle. This is battle because your brain is going to keep going to something that's going to want to make you feel that way. Then the analytical mind is going to say, you can't do this. It's too hard. Why don't you quit? And that's where everybody stops. But right on the other side of that is love. Mm. Right on the other side of that is gratitude. Right on the other side of that is freedom, right? So then if the person's willing to go a little further and practice a way to do that, and they could get in touch with that emotion, and they can feel it. And when I feel it, I always say, 
And usually when it's really good, I say, remember this feeling. Memorize this feeling. Memorize. I want to... Make a I, snapshot of that feeling. I want to know. I want to be able to bring this feeling up on command. So I'll let it go. Mm. And then I'll go back and say, let me see if I can do it again. Why am I trying to do it again? To remember. Remembering is creating the circuitry to be able to produce it again. It's going to become a skill. Now, I have something to walk into my condition in my life where I'm reacting. And now I have a plan. I've primed my brain and body to the future instead of the past. I've suppressed the past. Yeah. So now I have, I'm, I'm closing my eyes, disconnecting from the environment, overcoming my body, not thinking about the predictable future, the familiar past and time. I'm in the present moment. I'm ready to create. Why? Because I want to present myself to the world as an evolved version of yesterday. Real quick, before you go to next, I hear a lot of therapists will mention we should not suppress emotions. I'm hearing you mention just there suppressing the past. No, I would never say suppress. I would say, at what point are you done feeling that emotion? Gotcha. You want to so keep feeling feel it? Go, if, if you're not doing on. anything wrong. You're just yeah, taking yeah. too long. I mean, gotcha, like, gotcha. I, I'm not going to tell you to not feel emotion. I feel emotions, but again, I'm just going to move through them. I'm a super passionate person. And if I'm yeah. going in, I'm going all in. I'm not going half, halfway. But when I feel and I can catch myself, that's pretty cool. Gotcha. Because yes. now I can change it. No one, no one, nothing is doing that to me. I'll feel it. I'm not sitting there going, I'm not doing that. I'm not, there's no tool set there. I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm steeping in the emotion. That's not it. I am saying, okay, I'm angry. In, the, in this moment in eternity, Joe Dispenza, what do you got? What do you got? This is the moment you're going to remember. Because mm -hmm. people who heal, people who have transcendental moments, people who break through, people who have the, the wealth, the freedom, when they look back at their life and they see all the days they chose themselves to show up for their meditation, mm. when they look back at those past moments, they're not looking back at the easy meditations. Mm -hmm. They're not falling in love with the person who had the good med they're, they're falling in love with the person who sat in the fire. They're, they're, they remember those moments where they were like, he didn't give up on me. I believed in myself. I believed there was something on the other side of this feeling. I stuck with it. And all of a sudden, it starts to change. And for some people, it takes a little longer than others, but they're on it. Mm -hmm. And so then when they look back at their past and they see all those times it was hard, and they, they went a little further, they're going to fall in love with that yeah. person. And now, their future self who's already transformed, is drawing their past self to them in love. There's, that's, how, that's how reality so, is. So our, our future self in the future or no, there, in the No, there's moment. a future you right. that's already exists. You just got to get there. Right. And he's, he's in love with you. And the mm. only way you're going to get there is by you being in love with and you. And being in love in the past. Yeah, but so then what is love then? So then huh. people think they confuse love with pleasure. Yes. Like a manicure or shopping spree. That's not love. That's pleasure. Mm -hmm. and, and the more whole we are, the less need for pleasure we have. I watched 1,025 people last week transform themselves. Mm. In the beginning, I was trying to find the door. I, they were, they were, I was bouncing off them. I just wouldn't quit. And then they started doing the work. They came up against themselves. They got frustrated. They got impatient. I kept reminding them. Their brain's going into high beta. Their arousal is driving them further out of balance. And they started tempering the animal. And they started, I took them a little further and they sat through the fire. And all of a sudden, it wasn't about the mystical experience. It wasn't about the wealth. It was about learning the formula. 
It wasn't about what they wanted. It was about overcoming themselves. They're learning the formula on how in that moment, if they could just relax and keep practicing, that little box begins to expand and now there's more more, more room for them to relax in the unknown. I stretched them outside of the known and they survived. And I keep stretching them and all of a sudden they're more present. And so they wanted, they wanted to come to the edge in the next meditation and go a little further. It was no longer me saying you gotta go. They were, they wanted the edge. They wanted to see what was standing in the way between them and their new relationship, mm-hmm. them and their healing. What, what was that thing that I wanna remove? I'm gonna, if not now, when? One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host right so they wanted to take it on because they they forgot about their cell phones we did it during the week of election so nobody would care about us they they didn't care about the election they didn't care about (laughs) any disease they were immersed and, and and they retreated from their lives now back to your question I guarantee you those people, when they face circumstances in their life now, they're ready for their environment. Mm. In fact, they've lowered the volume to so many of those emotions. When people slash out at them or do things, they're going to go, oh, come here. Are you hurting? Get over here. I'll right, give right. you a hug. Not like, oh, you know, they're not going to do that. They're going to be like, come here. I love you. Get over here. Yeah. Are you okay? It's just they're not, there's not that anymore. They, they, they kind of. They're kind of ready. So, mm. so the formula then, to answer your question, <laughs> is brain and heart coherence. And when you're in stress and you're in survival, when you're in danger, the arousal of the stress hormones creates a heighten, heightening of our senses. And we become materialists and we narrow our focus on the material world. And that's reality now. And when we start trying to control reality and predict it, and we have the perception that things are getting worse, all of a sudden we're shifting our attention to one person, to another person, to another problem, to another thing, to another text. And every one of those things, there's a neurological network in the brain. So the arousal of the stress hormones causes the brain to start firing incoherently. And now there's no energy in the brain because the incoherence is diminishing energy. It's waves that are canceling each other out. The brain goes into like this quiescence of no activity, but we're very little, very little performance. So then we said, okay, let's teach people how to take their attention off of everything known in this memory bank of the known self, the autobiographical self, the artifact of the past. Mm. Let's teach them how to go from a narrow object focus on anything material that's known in this three-dimensional reality to broadening their focus, Mm. to putting their attention on energy, nothing, space, and going from a convergent focus to a divergent focus and opening their focus, we started noticing that the brain started to synchronize. The different compartments started to unify and the brain started functioning in a more holistic state and the person started feeling more chilled, more poised, more clear. 
and what sinks in the brain mm. links in the brain. Mm. So you start seeing this kind of integration. And we can call people on the stage now, and I can say, would you show the audience on a brain scan how to go in the gamma? Give me one second. Boom, they go right in the gamma. Wow. Can you show them how to go in the alpha coherent brainwave patterns? I can, give me a minute. It's alpha, uh, like negative that, state or? Alpha is like that creative state. Oh, when, creative state. When, the, when the brain starts slowing down analytical you know, oh, processing. Okay. So gamma then, is what? It's like super consciousness. That's like that's the, like the that's the big stuff. Yeah, that's, that's the like, highest level that your brain can go into. Yeah, it's a kind of a very fast frequency. But our gamma frequencies that we record in our work is so coherent. Like, let me see how I could say this. When you're in beta, right? We're in beta right now. Mm -hmm. Your brain is busy integrating all this information. What I'm saying, what you're feeling, the temperature in the room, the lights, your back, you know, everything else. Your brain's got to figure all this out. It's got to create meaning between what's going on out there and what's going on in here. If I said to you, Lewis, I forgot to tell you you're going to take a test today, you would perk up a little bit more, right? The light bulb would get a little brighter. Yeah. It's mid-range beta. But when you're in high beta, that's when you're really, really out of balance. When you're angry, when you're frustrated, when you're impatient, when you're vigilant. You know, that's the brain is in very, very high, heightened state. And that's that, high beta. High beta. That's it's when you're in a negative state. Yeah, exactly. You're in survival. And people don't think they can control that. So they start analyzing in that state and they make their brain worse. They get overly focused, overly analytical. And now mm. you got to get beyond that analytical mind to get into the operating system to change those unwanted habits and behaviors. So when you disconnect from your environment and you close your eyes and there's less stimulation coming mm. in, we play music in the background, you're not eating, you're not smelling, you're not tasting, you're not feeling, there's less sensory information. Naturally, this mechanism starts to slow down and so there's less information yeah. and you go into alpha and you cross the analytical mind. And what separates the conscious mind from the subconscious mind is the analytical mind. So now, you're suppressing the, 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 the analytical mind that's saying you can, it's too hard, the voice goes away. And in alpha now, we're not looking for any kind of alpha, we're looking for coherent alpha. So as they open their focus and they sense space, the act of sensing and feeling mm. causes them to stop thinking and analyzing. So you start seeing energy leave the neocortex, right? If they do it really well and the body starts to fall asleep or it feels so comfortable that it can rest in the present moment and let it almost fall asleep and you're still conscious and awake. Now you're in theta. Mm. Now that's a hypnotic that's state. Your body's like vibrating almost. Yeah, the, the door between the conscious mind and the subconscious mind is wide open. It's very programmable. Very programmable. What should we be saying or thinking in You're not that doing state? anything. You shouldn't be thinking now, anything. No, the formula is when you sense, you'll watch. You'll, we do this naturally when we go to bed at night. Yes. But now we're just taking you down the steps so you know the terrain, how to get there. In theta, when you're in that state, you can reprogram, you can rewrite the program. It's easier because you're out of this, this thinking brain. So we shouldn't be thinking to reprogram or just You won't be thinking, you'll itself. be rehearsing. Rehearsing. You'll see yourself doing something. What should we rehearse? Whatever you want. What do you want? You want you want to be an excellent be handball player? Correct. You yeah. want to be the top? Yeah, yeah. You got to rehearse. So you visualize what you want to create. Yeah, you, you imagine. But But you, it's better to do it when your body is very relaxed or better yet, you forgot about your body. That's a better way to say Ooh. it, yeah. So then when that theta happens, 
people are usually sitting like this, looking at the television, just before they go to bed at night, they're half awake and they're half asleep, and they're telling them you need a flu shot, they're telling uh, you, need, you, know, you need this drug, you have this problem. Eat this food, yeah. It's going in, the analytical facilities are in the back seat. They're, you're, they're getting programmed to make that choice. They're, they're getting programmed in some way. So they're suggestible <laughs> to information. So now, you could be suggestible to your own auto-suggestions or information that you would want to rewrite as a program. So if you said in alpha or theta, <clears throat> I'm just not happy with how I did with my kids today. I, 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 gotta, I need another shot at it. And, and you're relaxed and you're present and you start reviewing how you're going to be with them. I guarantee you, you start installing hardware there. Right. You start rewriting the program and you're so present that you can go through it. Then you go through it the next time, it's a little easier. Yeah. You go through it the next time, it's a little easier. You go through it the next time, your mind starts to wander, you, ah, you catch yourself, you come back, right. you do it again. Well, what are you doing? You're, you're rewriting the program and installing it, firing and wiring, right? So mm. you can't do that in beta because you're too distracted, right? It's the daily practice of mental rehearsal in that state which allows you to manifest and attract the two. Exactly, Ex exactly. So whether that's a relationship, whether that's the career you want, the how about how about the art of life? Yeah, I mean relationships, job, whatever it is, yeah. like money, like whatever. people always go to the things that are easy. Like in our work, we pick for the ones that you don't want to look at. We're gonna go for that first because we take care of that. The rest gets easy, right? So, so then when there's an integration and people are in theta, and they know how to regulate, then something crazy happens. So then when that door opens and their eyes are closed and they're not getting information from the environment, not from the TV, and you teach them how to tune into frequency and energy, and frequency carries information and they're in theta, and the brain starts to process in latent systems that energy and that frequency mm. and transduces it into a mystical profound experience in imagery, the arousal that takes place in the brain is gamma. They're having a very full-on sensory experience, but not with their senses. In other words, whatever's going mind. on, yeah. it's more real than you and I sitting here, right. right? So imagine if your senses were heightened right now by 50%. Everything you're seeing, hearing, smelling, your awareness of the environment would be heightened, right? Awareness is consciousness. Yeah. So now we see these coherent alpha patterns lead to these coherent theta patterns and these waves are so orderly that that wave of theta is a carrier wave and then here comes gamma that energy just bursts up into the brain from the body the gates open up and the arousal is not fear the arousal is not pain the arousal is not aggression and anger the arousal is ecstasy and but here's the deal this is alpha if we had 100 people in the room and we were doing this, pretty easy to clap like this, right? Mm -hmm. That's coherence. We're rhythm, and that's good. Then if we went in to theta, it would be a lot slower, right? There's very little neocortical activity, so it's easy to create coherence there. But when you go to gamma, it's like this. Now, try to imagine everybody, 100 people doing that. This is how orderly the neurons in your brain are. They're clapping so fast, and they're all in rhythm. So how would you describe that kind of orderliness except bliss? How would you describe wholeness? What, what is it? I don't know, love, what, yeah. whatever that is, that arousal is, that is so out, outside of normal. Mm. It's not a little bit of gamma. It's not a lot of gamma. 
It's not a lot, a lot of gamma. It's a supernatural amount of gamma. It's way outside of normal. Now that person is touching the divine. That person is touching that unified field. Their consciousness is merging with the consciousness of the unified field. There's no separation. They are connected in the arousal, the interaction with that energy. They're taking something with them. Yeah. And sometimes there's a biological upgrade. There's the eczema, it's gone. There's the Parkinson's, it's gone. There's the blindness, it's gone. There's the deafness, it's gone. There's the stage four cancer, it's gone. It's, a, it's a immediate wow. biological upgrade. Now, the energy now, to finish this, is not in the neocortex. Lights are out here. You're gone. Lewis is gone. There's no longer an identity called Lewis. Mm. The inner world is profoundly real and the autonomic nervous system the midbrain, the limbic brain, that's controlling all your automatic functions. When you're in stress, that autonomic nervous system is dysregulated, it's out of balance. Now you're getting so much order, so much rhythm, that autonomic nervous system's touching every single cell in your body, every tissue, every organ, every system, and it's jiggling the cells, and the cells are getting new information coherently. And so you see the person get a biological upgrade. Mm. Now, you can only talk around this. You have to have the experience, but people who have the experience will, will, will have the biggest smile on their face because they'll realize it was always available to them. So the fundamental question is, is it worth it? That's the real question. Because if you're willing to make those changes every day before you start your day and you have mm. this kind of arousal coming from within you, I guarantee you, you won't be looking in your outer environment to find those feelings. You'll be, you'll be looking within you. And so, inside, yeah. and so in, in stress and in survival, most of your attention is out there. When you leave a week-long event, something amazing happens. You're paying more attention in here. You're paying as much attention in here as you are out here. You're not so seduced, right? So then as you begin to become, you, you know how to get beyond your body, your environment and time. The formula is the moment you dissociate from everything known, the moment you dissociate from everything material, the moment you can relax into the present moment and the brain starts to synchronize, is the moment you become mm. pure consciousness and you are in the present moment. You're in the door to the quantum field and the brain gets highly organized. Okay, so now we have a coherent brain and the coherence in the brain starts to resonate with different frequencies in the field and when there's an octave, when there's a harmonic, the brain starts processing information, right? But they're suggestible, not from out there, but from the field, that's frequency. Mm. But the brain has to be coherent to pick up the rhythm, the frequency. Right. If, it, if it's not, if it's if you're incoherent, you got static. In, in other words, you got no you got no <laughs> Wi-Fi signal. You're sure. you're a piece of matter with no field, right? So then, that sends the signal out, coherent brain. And but what's going to draw the experience back? Our heart, right? So then, we practice then every day, cultivating heart, yeah. the emotions uh -huh. and being able to sustain heart coherence. Now you combine those two and we have beautiful, beautiful brain scans and heart scans to show the dance between the mm. two. And now you got this kind of, your heart is speaking to you. I don't know how else to say right. it. It's, you're not getting information from the news, which is, you're not getting information from your Facebook. You're not getting information from your cell phone. That information is just equal to what you're willing to believe. But when your heart speaks to you because there's a resonance between the two, it's going to tell you exactly what's right for Lewis. Yeah. And it's not going to be what anybody else tells you. You're going to know. Mm. So 
That means then when you're in certain situations and something doesn't feel right because your heart is tuned. You know, the brain thinks, but the heart knows. And so when you start getting in this compass, when you start navigating here, when you start practicing this and you start feeling, you are going to see the world through another lens. So then back to your question. If by chance I'm knocked out of balance, I will know right away right away, oh, I lost the feeling. So then in the beginning, it may take longer, but as you, get, as you start evolving your experience every day, you want to get better at being able to, might a great day for me, is that when I am locked in and no person, no circumstance, no condition in my life is moving from the, me from the emotions of my future. Mm. And it could be challenging and hard, and I'm willing to go the distance because the next day, there's always a little magic. Yeah. Like I, I've earned the right for, for the experience now. I've been initiated and I overcame some of those things and I will see them as having less control over me. So that means then when the synchronicities happen, when the serendipities happen, when the opportunities show up, I'm no longer believing that I'm the victim of my life. All of a sudden I become more aware that I'm the creator of my life, mm-hmm. right? And so then I respond less to the environmental circumstances. And if I respond less, then the environment no longer weakens me. And if I'm no longer weakened by my environment, then I would be immune to my environment. And you could create a lot better from a place of a powerful immune system, a powerful environment, a powerful thoughts. You can create from that space better than a weakened environment. Exactly, but here's the weird thing. The weird thing is that people are no longer creating material things. This is weird. (laughs) <laughs> they don't want, you think that you want them, right? But when you start doing this work and you start- You don't need work, it. You're just happy. Imagine being so happy with you mm-hmm. that you don't want to be anybody else. And you don't need anything to make you feel you don't better. Want to be anybody, you don't need anything else. You're just really cool with everything, right? I mean, that's a good place to be. And when yeah. you no longer want, you're no longer trying to control your life or predict it. Wow, the game changes a little bit. You know, it's interesting. I live in this, you know, kind of really fancy condo building nearby here. And uh, I got it because it's really convenient. It's close to this office space. Uh, It's got great views of the mountains, the golf course, all that stuff. But I'm probably the least fancy person in this building. I mean, it's every type of exclusive car you can think of. And every day, I I literally smile getting up and going out of the building because I have a $200 scooter that I take to work that I scoot past these Ferraris and Lamborghinis and McLarens, whatever these cars are, I'm scooting past all these owners of these cars and I'm smiling. Of course. I'm so You're happy. free. You're I'm free. just like scooting. It's not even electric. It's a push scooter. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm just happy with this moment. I don't need, right. not that it's, you know, if you want to have cool cars and fancy Do stuff. Do that for a while. All, Do it for a while. It's fun too. Yeah. It's fun too. And it's like nothing against it. And I want to have nice things, but I don't need it to feel happy. Right. So that's a, that's a really important thing because people build an identity mm. by you know, becoming some type of body, having some type of body, knowing someone or being someone, owning some things, living somewhere at some time. And the identity then is identifying with everything material in the three-dimensional world and all their attention is out there, but you wanna hide the divine anywhere in a human being, the best place to hide it is within them. They'll look everywhere else for it. Wow. So then when you start moving closer towards it, and you start feeling more whole, then the scooter is 
just a, a, a signature of what you love about life, your yeah, freedom. So the, the Porsche and, you know, all those things become an identity. And, and when you become possessed by your possessions Ooh. and you can't get beyond them to create because your identity is so steeped in the three-dimensional world, it's going to take crisis. It's going to take trauma. It's going to take disease. It's going to take diagnosis. It's going to, to take break love. through from that, right? No, it's going to, to get out for of a person to finally go. What's what's more? Up. Yeah, what's more? What's more important, right? right? So when you feel so off, you feel so altered that no sports car, no shopping spree, no meal is going to make the feeling go away. Now this is when the soul's going. Hey, wake up! Because now nothing out there is going to make this feeling go away. What are you left with? For the first time, you're no longer responding to your texts. Right. You're no longer checking all your uh, emails. You're no longer posting. You're no longer going out to dinner with the same people, listening to the same stories. You're like you're breaking all those agreements. Right. And now you're looking at yourself because you feel so altered that you can finally see yourself like someone else sees you. You're you're observing now. That's when you begin to objectify the subjective self. That's when that's the moment you're disentangling from the program. My message is, why would you wait for that? Why not marry a clear intention with an elevated emotion every day instead of going to your lowest denominator to see yourself, go to an elevated state yes. and from an elevated state, look at the old self and be so conscious like, okay, now I'm up here. So you practice the meditation as a rehearsal for game time. And right. then you open your eyes and now it's game time. It's not like I did my meditation, you're on the freeway and you're, you know, flipping people off or judging your coworker. Now you got to show up. You got to show up and you got to demonstrate it. Now you, you primed your brain and body to demonstrate it. Now the game changes. Yes. Now now it's instrumental, right? So then when you when you have that kind of understanding and you you can get in touch with what that is, you'll know the moment you lose it. Yes. That it's not something is not right. So from an elevated state now, you could look at the old self and the moment you start going down, you're like, I lost it. But you're not, you don't have to reach that low place. Why not do it every day so that when you start noticing your energy dropping, you'll get better at it. And this yeah. is not positive thinking. This is creation. Because if you can maintain that modified state of mind and body your entire day, Get ready, because weird stuff's yeah. going to happen all around. You're going to be like, and this happens all the time. People say, I'm not doing anything. Oh, my God. Of course you're not. You don't have to do anything. You are the vortex. You're allowing. You're, it's coming to you. Yes. You're coming, it's coming to you. So, so then when that person overcomes themselves and they're sitting in the fire, it's not no longer pleasure. It's no longer you know the need for what a gratification. They're just in love with themselves. They're satisfied yes. with themselves. Now, when they're in love with themselves and they can allow others to be however they want, then the side effect of that is called joy. Joy is the absence of the torment of those emotions that keeps the body unhappy. So allowing others to be what? Reactive or angry or happy? You're just, you're just, you've over, you're just not that anymore. You're yes. happy, right? Yes. So a scooter would bring you just mu as much joy as a, as a sports car because yeah. you don't need either one of them to be happy. It's just, you want the experience of just being free and driving your little Vespa, whatever it yeah. is, right? The, to me, I'm the same way. Like, I'm not, I, I've had all those things and none of that means anything to me. I'm, I'm about, we take memories with us. Mm. You know, I want to. Experiences. I, experiences. I want to have yes. moments that I'll never forget in my entire life. And I don't care if it's the most amazing meal with great friends and great wine and great toasting and great moments and a lot of gratitude, or it's a mystical moment that's so profound and so transformative, those are the ones that you take with you. Yeah. And so overcoming 
the past and the emotions that are connected to the past and lowering the volumes of those emotions is called wisdom. Mm. Now, wisdom is what we take with us, and that's when we're done. And now we're ready for the next experience. So, so then that, that teaching people how to find that place of love for themselves means that they have to come up against everything that stands in the way between Ooh. them and that. And, and that's what the work. What is that usually for people? It's, it's the survival emotions, it's hardwired programs, it's their past, it's the story that they tell about their past. I just want them to tell the story of their future more right. than they're telling the story of their past. How much is healing the inner child, how important is that? Is that everything in terms of healing the past memories that are stored in the body and the brain? I'm not certain that we need to heal an inner child in as much as we need to overcome an emotion. Like, mm. I never tell a person to go back to their childhood and remember the events. The, 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 the story is probably not even accurate. Right. Just overcome the emotion. Forget the story. Overcome the emotion and you belong to the future instead of the past, right? So, so will that heal the inner child? Yes. Have I had profound moments where I saw things as a child and how I framed them? Absolutely. But that was a moment where I was, I was enlightened that I didn't need to do that anymore, but it was inwardly that I did that. So healing the inner child is healing the same person. You're right. only the child when you feel the emotion. That's taking you in the back. moment. In the moment, you're going back to being seven and trying to figure out why your things are happening the way they are. That's never going to be resolved. But if you don't have the emotion, the child is healed. The child is free, right? I mean, so we just work on the emotions. That's yes. that's the key. And so when you when you overcome the emotion that's charged that keeps you connected to the past, and you no longer have an emotion connected to the past, then that's wisdom. Then you know. I mean, then you're free. Freedom. What's the opposite of love? Because you're mentioning the opposite of love is not fear, it's not anger. There what? is no opposite. The love is love is wholeness. I mean, it's the union of polarity. It's the union of duality. It's opposites coming together. That it's the center of the magnet. Yeah. There's no there's no polarity in love. There is no opposite. There, we are. We came from pure love. Mm -hmm. We came that. We came yeah. from unity, source, singularity, zero point, universal mind, whatever you call it. Yes. We 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 descended into density from oneness. The answer to the question is there more. There is more, and you are, you have you went. We came. There's how do we say this? There's there's one God, but in that God there are many. So all of us have a spark of oneness, of the divine in us, and we've come down to such a degree of separation that we no longer are connected right. to anyone or anything that you have the free will now. You are so autonomous that the spark of the divine is in you as oneness that you get to create reality on your own to answer the question, is there more? And you get thousands of opportunities to do it. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, Kai and I grew up in a specific religion called Christian Science, which I've told you about before. And my dad, I don't know if your your parents did this, Kai, but my dad, whenever there was a commercial on a TV, you mentioned this, when we're going to sleep, we see commercials that are feeding us medicine or foods or whatever, things we need or whatever. He would always turn the commercials off when there was a medicine because he didn't want us to program our yeah, minds of course. from watching this. Oh, when you get sick, you need this. You need this to feel better. Something outside of you to change your internal state. Yeah, he would always change that off and say, no, we're going to have one mind and focus on a capital one mind mm -hmm. uh, and get to the place of truth of knowing who we are. And it's interesting that 
with social media today, especially with the lockdown for so many people, we're just programming our minds to be in reaction to something we need when we feel like we're lacking it. And it makes us, I feel like- So you can choose. So you can choose to become dependent on, more of dependent on that. Exactly. And so imagine if you're not, if you've overcome your emotions really every day, I guarantee you that you'll pay less attention to that. They only capture your attention with an emotion. They'll tell you, you know, Lewis, as you age, your immune system's getting weaker and weaker Mm -hmm. and weaker. And then you see a picture of some guy in his 50s and he looks really good and you don't, he looks better than you. And you're like, oh, oh God, he looks really good. And John here, you know, has had something that you could get if you had chicken pox. Uh-oh, I had chicken pox. One out of three people get this. Uh-oh, mm. uh, I'm not such a lucky guy. And then they show you a picture of somebody with shingles and it looks like a fourth degree burner. The whole entire, what are you gonna do? The, the effect of that image is gonna capture your attention because it shocked you. Now you're gonna lean in and pay more attention to it. Now they got you. And anything they say after that is gonna start the programming process. Mm. So you capture people's attention with their emotions. Remember that. And if you want to divide a community, choose fear or choose anger, and you'll polarize everybody. Really? Of course. And then you can then you can decide what the solution is because now people will be susceptible to information. They'll believe whatever it is equal to that emotion. You captivate based on fear or anger. Can you captivate on love? Yeah, of course, but that's not the program. Right. <laughs> and that's the truth. Nobody wants to hear the truth. They want to hear something that's really going to rock them emotionally. Mm. And you're going, to, you're going to give a lot of your attention to that. And that's where the danger comes in. I have pages of questions that I didn't get to around money, mindset, and other things that I want to go into. But I want to save it for another time. So if you want to hear on topics around money mindset, rich mindset, how to overcome the poor mindset, and other topics with Dr. Joe Dispenza, then let me know in the comments on social media. Post if you're on YouTube. Leave a comment below. Let us know. And hopefully we can get you back in the next 6 to 12 months and do another this two hours flew by for me, so. Was it that long? It's, I think it's almost two hours, but I want, I want to go another hour, but I know you have <laughs> things to do. And when we are, when we are in the, you're in the flow. Every time we're together, and that's what I love about our conversations. We just Dude, you're a great stuff. interviewer. I mean, I love. You know, I just I ask just... one question and that's it. And it just <laughs> lets you go. But uh, I just feel like there's so much that we need to be reminded. You know, we, we've done other interviews in the past that I want, well, we'll link up here uh, in the show notes and I want people to go watch. There's things that we all need to be reminded that you need to be reminded every morning when you wake up, hey, I need to be better. Well, what is is it? it, So what is mind? Mind is the brain in action. That's Mm -hmm. what it is, according to neuroscience. So then it's important for us to remind ourselves, reproduce the same level of mind every day, fire and wire the circuits, install them, and then emotionally embrace the future so the body's conditioned more to the future instead of the past. That's reminding the brain mm. and body, right? And what happens if we don't remind ourselves of that future that we want to create every and, day? Hey, listen, if, if you're not waking up being defined by a vision of the future, I can guarantee you, you'll be predictable because you'll be in the memories of your past, Ooh. period. It's the way it is. And, and I just, Gosh. I want people to believe in their future more than they believe in their past. I want them to be more in love with their future than they are with their past. I want them to romance a new future Mm. more than they romance their past. And it's so much easier to forget our vision than to remember it. And that's why we have to remind ourselves every day. It's easier to forget it than to remember it. Of course, in the beginning, there's no circuitry there. 
That's why it's a daily practice. Schedule it in, make it the first thing you do, the last thing you do at night, think about it. Do you know how many people stop me and say, you're not gonna believe this. I actually took two weeks just to see if this worked. I can't <laughs> tell you in two weeks all the crazy things that happened to me. Like, like they have to convince me. Like I'm not interested in convincing anybody any longer that this, is, this works. I'm, I'm, I'm just never, I want you to just learn how to do it yeah. so that it's like you, you eat something really great at a dinner table. The first thing you want to do is share it with somebody. Yeah. Like, taste my, yeah, like yeah. that's how I am. Like, I'm going to stick it in your mouth, right? That's, <laughs> it's, it's great. So you have that experience. You want other people to experience it. Why? Because imagine a community of people, yeah. a living organism of human beings caring for one another, loving one another, informing one another, honoring one another, respecting one another, healing one another, shining for one another just so others can shine. I mean, that's... That's who we are when we're not living in yeah. fear and anger and in survival. That's mm -hmm. that we are innately wired to care for one another, to to respect one another, to to be in to to be a collective, a new consciousness, a, a, another way. And yeah. and and if you practice it, just feeling a little love every day, a little gratitude, a little gratitude every day. Mm. I can prove to you. I have the research. You're immune system is going to be so strong, it's going to be immune to any foreign agent. With gratitude. Just 10 minutes, 20 minutes of gratitude a day. Well, yeah. What do you got? Not, not just to think about the things that you're grateful for, but to embrace them emotionally. Mm. Why? Because you want to practice feeling that. What's the, what's the emotional signature of gratitude? When you're receiving something favorable. You just received something favorable. Something amazing is happening to you or something amazing just happened to you that surprised you. What do you say? You feel grateful, right? Mm -hmm. So the emotional signature of gratitude means something amazing just happened to you. You've just, something just happened or something is literally happening to you. Gratitude is the ultimate state of receivership. Yeah. So if you finish your meditation in gratitude before the event occurs, your body as the unconscious mind is believing it's already happened to it's you. Receiving, and you're yes. in the state of receiving. So, mm. And what do you got to lose except your immune system? The worst thing that could happen to you is you'll heal. That's the worst yeah. thing that could happen to you. Yes. So if you don't practice it though, you practice watching the news and getting angry and frustrated, you're practicing that. And then the information that you're receiving is equal to your emotional state. And I'm just questioning information now more than ever. I yes. wouldn't trust it anymore. I trust my heart uh -huh. over the information that I'm getting. If people want to get started with more, uh, if this is your first exposure to Dr. Joe, you can check out his book. I highly recommend the book, Becoming Supernatural. He's got many other books on his website. We'll have it linked up uh, below. Check out the other interviews we've done. If you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify right now, we'll have those linked up in the description. If you're on YouTube, We'll have other videos linked up as well. You also have some new audios I heard that are just coming out. One of the things we do is we teach people how to create from the field yes. instead of from matter. When you create matter to matter, it's just gonna take time. Because mm -hmm. you gotta move your body through space and it takes time and energy. And so you can get the house, you can get the car, it's just gonna take you a couple of years and you mm -hmm. gotta save for it and you gotta work more and you gotta fight for it. And That's the know, matter way. Matter to matter. What's the field way? Well, you gotta get to the field. So learning the formula and how to get to the field as pure consciousness and you create from the field instead of from matter. If you're connected to source, then you are, you are creating as source. Yes. So then now you no longer go anywhere to get it. You learn how to draw to you. So we have these 
meditations that we've been doing with our advanced group called Synchronizing Your Energy to Synchronicities in Your Life. Mm. So we have them for abundance, we have it for health, we have it for love, we have it for the mystical, wow. and we have it for a new life. And so it's a great way. We just did a live stream. We had, um, I think, 25,000 people on that live stream wow. when we were in, in uh, Marco Island, Florida, doing our event. And it's just really a way for people to learn how to synchronize their energy, create brain and heart coherence, and then begin to create experiences. So, in, for example, abundance, as I said, people really want freedom. So they'll tune into the frequency of abundance, draw the experience to them, then to freedom, and then the last one is opportunity. People want health, mm. they want wholeness and an yes. opportunity. Love, they want joy and an opportunity. The mystical, they want awe and an opportunity. A new life, they want to be inspired in an opportunity. So. We teach them how to create from the field. So those are the synchronizing meditations. Where, where can we get these meditations, these audios? Are they on your website? They... I think they'll be on my. Uh, they'll, they'll be released on the website. And the main website is drjoethespenza.com. Okay, so if you go there, opt in for the newsletter. There'll be information on the top and where you can get these audios, meditations, books. And the main thing is to go to the live events if you can. So show up to a live event, get a ticket as fast as you can. All that's announced on your website as well. It'll yeah, be yeah. There. I mean, with 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 uh, the current uh, situation, we're just starting to do events again. Of course, we're we're following the guidelines and doing everything we're supposed mm -hmm. to. But um, yeah, we hope that we can start doing our More. week long events. Yeah. And then you know, again, that's just you're with a community of people, and it's you're not on your cell phone or checking your WhatsApp or Facebook. I got you. Yeah. And it's, we're, you're, you're not going anywhere. You're, you're going from your old self to your new self in one week. And we mm. have some really compelling data where we, we did some research in, um, in Indian Wells in February with our research team. Is you this know, the new research you were telling me about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so we, we had um, 32 people that we were measuring. Their, we did uh, a, a random selection of 32 people. We measured their brains before the event. We measured their brains after the event, and we had them wearing heart rate monitors mm. to measure heart rate variability. But we partnered with uh, a research team at the University of California, San Diego, and um, we started measuring these things called exosomes, with cellular vesicles that release genetic material that tell you if the cell is healthy or the, ce or the body or the cells in a state of breakdown. And so um, we did the studies, uh, we, we drew a lot of blood, uh, and um, we subjected the blood to a whole different mm. variations of different things. Anyway, COVID happened and the lab closed. And, um, but just before the lab closed, uh, the senior researcher called me up and said, we have some really compelling data. And we saw just a couple people, one in particular, who came in really sick. I mean, his, the amount of imbalance on a cellular level that he had in his body was dramatic. But then he went from very, very sick in one week to like an unbelievable change. And they just never seen anything like that. Mm. And these, the scientist that's partnering with us is the man who was responsible for studying the epigenetic changes in identical twins, one on the earth for a year, the other one in outer space for a year, and measuring how the environment wow. influences the genes. So he's a smart guy. And he said, we've just never seen anything like this. And um, so we started looking at this guy's data and he had just tremendous heart uh, measurements. Like not only was his heart coherent, Lewis, but the, the amplitude of energy in his heart was profoundly high. In other words, it wasn't a little love he was feeling, it was a lot of love. So we asked him, we found him, we asked him and he had 
a very profound, profound last three days of his event. We looked at his brain. His brain was beautiful. Well, just beautiful alpha patterns by the end of the event. Anyway, um, we got this crazy idea because we were writing a grant for the, to the NIH in the last couple of weeks for some, for some other research. We got this crazy idea. What if we took his blood, because it was so, so, so dramatic, and we subjected his blood before the week long to COVID, to SARS-CoV-2, which is the virus. And then let's subject his blood to COVID after the week long, since he had so many dramatic changes. So the COVID is- uh, so You put COVID in both blood samples. Yeah, in both blood samples. We had frozen, so we thought him, and when we put the, the COVID in his blood before the week long, of course, all the plasma, all the cells in the plasma absorbed the COVID and on the, ra- on, the, on the microscopic field, it shows up as bright red because the radioactive dye is absorbed by the cells and the microscopic field shows that there's an infection. In all the blood. All the blood. So, but when we subjected his blood tell me this. to no. the COVID <laughs> after the week long, <laughs> there was hardly any infection at all in this blood. Really? Very, 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 very minimal viral load. They, they would consider it none. So <laughs> this is really compelling data because this guy had so much love from his week-long event that he could not react and respond to his environment the same way. And his body was making these particular immune factors that made him resistant to the virus. (laughs) That's crazy. So we're now, we had him come to the event in uh, last week and we drew a lot of blood and at the end of the event, he had a very profound experience. So we're looking for those harvestable factors in the treatment and prevention of uh, viruses. So our, our feelings and thoughts of being in love with ourselves will transform our blood? Of course. What do, you, what do you think? You think your those feelings of love don't have an effect on your body? Right. You feel more wholeness. Right. So and imagine feeling so much love that it's impossible for you to react or respond to your environment that would cause a weakening of the organism. Uh. So if you keep saying, I hate the traffic, I hate the news, I hate the politician, I hate the, I hate the COVID, whatever. You're, you're reacting to everything. Your response to the environment is actually weakening you to become more vulnerable to the environment. If you're in a great place God, of love and you're not funny. reacting to the environment, you're less susceptible to the environment. Like, so, okay, this is happening around me and I'm still in love. It's, it still can happen around you, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, we're, so we, we're just looking at some of the data now. You're the man. I'm always grateful for your time here. You're, you, you share so much wisdom and you break it down for people to, to overcome a lot of pain, a lot of suffering, because the world is in pain. A lot of people are, and they don't have the tools, they don't have the inspiration, and they aren't reminded of this enough, like we need to be reminded daily to be able to transform our lives. So I'm just very grateful for you, your time, oh, always. You, uh, I hope we can hang more and do more of this. I'm coming to an event soon, I promise. I'm making the commitment. It will happen. I appreciate you, man. Thanks for everything. And uh, as always, it's a pleasure. Pleasure to be here with you. Wow. If that blew you away as much as it did for me, then make sure to share this with a friend. LewisHouse.com slash 1055. Again, listen to part one of this also. LewisHouse.com slash 1054. And share both of these links with a friend who you think would help them in a, in a powerful way, would inspire them, whether it be their personal life, their mindset, their relationships, 
or anything, send this to a few friends right now. And if you want to help us on our mission to really inspiring more people and changing more lives together, then please click on the subscribe button on Apple Podcast right now and leave us a rating and review. Those subscriptions, the ratings and reviews, they all help us reach more people over on Apple Podcasts. So if you're a fan, if this is helping you, click subscribe, leave a rating review and share this with a friend right now. Also, make sure to go to youtube.com slash Lewis Howes, click subscribe because we have lots of other video content there as well that you don't get on the audio podcast. So make sure to be subscribed to both so you can watch different videos and also listen to the podcast here. And if you want inspirational messages from me every single week to help motivate you, inspire you, hold you accountable, then make sure to text the word podcast right now to the number 614-350-3960. Again, text the word podcast to 614-350-3960. And I want to leave you with this quote from Deepak Chopra, who said, when you make a choice, you change the future. Today, you have an opportunity to make a choice, a new decision on what you're going to let go of, on what you're going to create moving forward. Whatever that is for you, you get to decide. You can stay in the same patterns of the past and create the same future as the past, or you can decide to show up in a different way and let go of the negative emotions that are holding you back to create a more powerful, loving future. The choice is yours. And when you make the choice, you change your future. I wanna remind you that you are loved, you are worthy, and you matter. And you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great.